Welcome to ContenderCast, a global leadership and consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now, here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for subscribing and following. It's Justin Hahnemann, the ContenderCast. We're shining a light on bright ideas. We're in the beverage space today. I can't even wait. You're going to learn all about Thomas Ashbourne Craft Spirits. And on the show is... Kara Kamenov, she's a CEO. Man, I can't even wait for you to get to know her and her background is so incredible. And this brand is like, yo, take it off. So Kara, it's so great to have you on the podcast. Thank you for having me. So good to be here virtually. I love it. <laughs> totally. Next time in New York. Um, it's so great to see you. Uh, and you guys can't see her. I can see her on Zoom. But um, hey, it's so great to have you here. And uh, man, I, I had so much fun learning about your your company and also your background and, and consumer products. And by the way, it's not every day that I have some a, a leader on that like, came up through the industry. And you've got that from all your work at L'Oreal. So I can't even wait to explore that. Um, before we get to Thomas Ashbourne, how about share with our audience a little bit about you? and your career path? Yeah. So I um, actually started my career in finance. I did a few years in financial sales at Bloomberg, first in New York. And then um, I speak French as well. So I was in Montreal for a while covering what? our French speaking business. But I pretty quickly figured out that I, I wanted to be in, in the consumer side of things. So I moved over to PVH, which owns like Calvin Klein, Tommy Hilfiger. Um, and I did business development and investor relations for them. And then I had always had my eye on L'Oreal, even back to like my undergrad days. I remember I had applied for like an internship there. Like I, I really love beauty. I love personal care. I love that consumer totally. connection. So <laughs> I got my foot in the door and then I spent a little over 10 years there kind of growing through the ranks, like you said, like truly yeah. big CPG, big Hardcore, beauty. big CPG. Um, but in very, very hardcore. Yeah, um, but really like the ultimate training ground for marketing, for consumer connection, Um and I worked on the flagship brand, L'Oreal Paris, which is, you know, it's a little bit over $2 billion brand business in the U.S. alone. So it's it's significant and it's special and it there's nowhere better to cut your teeth um, and cut them I did. Um, I oversaw brand equity marketing, strategic communications, um, media, social, digital uh, advocacy. So that's all like influencer, a um, lot of fun stuff. And then I co-founded with some, some friends and some former kind of colleagues, um, Thomas Ashbourne Craft Spirit. So I took a pretty big jump from beauty to Alcbev, and I can right. tell you a bit more about why and when, but, but yeah, I've been running this business for, since before we launched a little bit over two years now, and it has been a ride, that's, but a fun one. Yeah, that's great. L'Oreal, big CPG brand. Um, I, I have a chance to work with them in my day job. I love the brand. It's so interesting. They're such a global company and like have so many different, yeah. you know, angles and pieces, parts, leaders in different parts of the world, geographies. It's just an amazing um, brand to work with and what great background. So, um, you, so I get it. You, you know, consumer products and I'm going to go start my own company and you decide to go in alcoholic beverage and beverage even why like what was the, the thought around that it's great i mean there's so much growth you know happening After in this 10 space years in big beauty i just needed a cocktail right no, there you go um, you had a good idea right you know what it is i i love so much about the beauty industry and what i found is that beauty i think because of the rise of the influencer and advocacy i think it really started in beauty sure. because of how personal that industry is with like the YouTubers and the how-tos. And so I, so I saw that dynamic at play with like how strong advocacy was for the consumer in the beauty space. 
And then the other dynamic that I kind of saw is, is how incredibly well L'Oreal taught me how to build a brand, not just sell a product, but to build a brand that sure. a consumer could love and have an emotion for and feel a connection to. And as I looked like, okay, how can I be creative outside of like my day job? And I looked across other industries and I said like, what can I, what have I learned that I can apply to another space that's not doing it quite as well? Right. And I, and I kind of saw this white space in alcohol where, yeah, there are a lot of celebrities launching brands, but nobody's really building a brand that stands for something that tells a story. And a lot of it is a very like functional selling space. So I, I saw an opportunity, I saw a white space to bring everything I learned from beauty in terms of advocacy and celebrity relationships, but as well like brand building and, and really creating something special. Um, and that's what I set out to do. That's great. Okay. So I'm going to launch a business in the alcoholic beverage space. It's a big industry. There's interesting uh, niche players right now really making a mark and, and coming up the curve. You yeah. got to consider a lot of things around route to market and distribution, right? In the US, especially. We've talked about that on other episodes. So where did you guys start and, and how did you get a group together to launch this? Yeah. So I think the first thing was obviously looking at the industry. Um, there were a lot of celebrity players already in like the spirit space, right? So celebrities launching gins and tequilas and vodkas. But I think the dynamic that really emerged from COVID, it, it was already at play, but COVID accelerated. It was the, the massive boom in RTD or ready to drink. So while alcohol is up double, double digits year over year, the space within alcohol that's really growing the fastest is RTD. And RTD within RTD, the like sector within the sector that's growing the fastest is spirits-based RTDs. So white seltzer, uh, sorry, white seltzers, what I call hard <laughs> seltzers compose right now, I think 80% of the RTD category. Sure. So hard seltzers, they're great, but it's a very saturated space and nobody really needs more of those. But where the space to grow was in the spirits-based RTD segment. So that's kind of what I went after and targeted. And again, like I said, RTDs boom during COVID, but they're here to stay. Consumer taste has changed and people know that you can open up a can or a bottle and you can get something that actually tastes really exactly like you'd order at a bar. And that sure. was the intention with Thomas Ashburn. Got it. Now the celebrities came into play because myself and some of my partners, we've been doing celebrity deals and working in celebrity marketing for years. Um, and we knew the power that the right celebrity, the right partner, not just an endorsement, but a partner can bring to a brand. Um, and that was really the intention here. So, you know, when you took people like Sarah Jessica Parker and, you know, Vanessa Hudgens and said, you know, what can we build with you? You know, we went to, to Sarah Jessica to launch, obviously, it's now become the perfect Cosmo by SJP, but she is synonymous with the Cosmopolitan. Right. It was, you know, it was almost, <laughs> why hasn't anyone done this before? Totally. And uh, so you've got some great like video on your website. <laughs> you guys can check it out. ThomasAshbourne.com. And that's B-O-U-R-N-E. And you can, it's, it's so cool seeing her like, and I don't know, all of the creative there, whoever did that video work, it's a 10. I mean, literally. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, we agree. Um, we have a great agency out of Valley, one of my co-founders own. So a shout out to them. It's called Light Switch. Um, Light Switch Digital, they're great. If you guys are, are founders or entrepreneurs, yeah, check them out. Um, totally. Or hit me up on LinkedIn and I'll, I'm happy to make some intros. But um, All right. Yeah, so, so okay, where did you start though? Okay, what about product? Like what was going to be the first thing? And, you know, again, like how did you figure out how to manufacture it, let alone get someone to, you know, a, a person to really rep yeah. it like this? Yeah. So it, it was all from conception first came the idea. So we didn't, you know, fully bake products and then go try to pitch them out to celebrities. What we did first is started with a relationship. 
So, you know, I knew a lot of the teams, a lot of my teams did. And we said to them, we want to build a brand, build it with us. What do you want to develop? So I don't think celebrity partnerships work when you say, hey, I have a margarita. Right. And it's, you know, this iteration is locked. Would you like to launch it? That they want to be a part of it, right? <laughs> they want to be a part of it. Exactly. That. So like, we literally said to Sarah Jessica, we want to launch a brand. We want to be in the alphabet space. What is near and dear to your heart? And it had to feel real and it had to feel honest. And especially for our partners who, you know, they know that they're fans and like the consumers, they put a lot of trust in them. So they weren't just going to launch anything and they don't just slap their name on stuff. So, you know, again, with Sarah Jessica, she, we actually went out with her one night tasting cosmopolitans all across Manhattan. And we ended up at a restaurant called Danielle. It's like her favorite or a restaurant she quite likes on the Upper East Side, if you're familiar at all with New York. And she said, this is the Cosmo Very. that I want to benchmark to. Ooh, so we wow. took that Cosmo and we went to our co-packer and we said, how close can we get? Like, let's let's formulate this thing. And we did. And we, we did the same thing with our margarita um, with Ashley Benson, Vanessa Hudgens and Rosario Dawson. Like they, the three of them, they actually love margaritas <laughs> and they're really good friends. And they wanted something that was like, a friendship vibe that they can enjoy together, that they genuinely enjoy in their real life with their real friends. Sure. Um, they told us some of their favorite places to drink margaritas. And we went out and we benchmarked not to the shelf. Thomas Ashbourne is not about going on the shelf and picking up another RTD and being as good as them. It was about let's benchmark to the bar so that the consumer knows that they can expect a true like bar quality cocktail from this brand. Got it. Man, that's awesome. I love that. Okay. So very, very cool. So, yeah. and then, how then did to you... answer your question on distribution yeah. and everything else, like you got to do it all at once. Um, we have a national distributor partner, um, RNDC. So, yeah. so there we're with them in most markets where they operate and then we rounded out our distributor network, um, you know, so that we're, we're really distributed in almost every state now. That's awesome. Yeah. I know RNDC well there. In fact, they're big office right here in Atlanta, right up the road. Um, and the great leadership yeah. team there. Uh, okay. So how did you figure out the co-packer, you know, even really, how did you get the relationship with RNDC? Like, did you, is this all from relationships from the other founders or like, what did that look like? How did you kind of, because you've moved pretty quickly. It's a mix of things. Yeah. 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 We did move quickly. Um, it's a mix of things. So number one, I mean, any entrepreneur or founder knows this, your value is your network. And then what you don't know, surround yourself with people who do know. So sure. half of the stuff is my network or the network of our founders and our partners. Like obviously celebrities know a lot of people and that's great. But a lot of it is, you know, I hired a team pretty early on who were subject matter experts. You know, I came from beauty. So there's a lot I can do and a lot I can lead my team forward with. Then there's stuff I didn't know and I had to learn. And I have no, no shame in my game in asking those people. So for instance, <laughs> right. my head of sales, she spent 25 years in the outbev industry. Um, we hired an importer, a broker who also deep, deep, deep subject matter experts in outbev. And we took our proposition and we pitched it to a few distributors and it was strong. Like when you have a strong product, even if you go to the biggest guys in the industry, if you're good, they're going to want you. Totally. Um, and they did. And we kind of got to have our, our pick in the end, which was which was great. It doesn't happen all the time, but we we got our pick. That's pretty awesome. Okay. Um, so what about funding? Did you guys have to go out and get capital? Did you do this yourselves? And what does that look like? How do you think about that as you're growing? Because you, you got to scale and have more inventory and you're waiting to get paid and all that. Yeah. Listen, alcohol is an expensive industry. <laughs> if there's sure. anything I've learned... <laughs> It's tough, but, um, you know, fundraising was part of the job that was a little bit newer to me. Um, we did come at this with some seed capital, kind of like from friends and family. 
Um, but I think, you know, we're constantly in a state of growth just because of how quickly we need to grow and how much we need to scale. Sure. Um, we learned a lot of lessons on the inventory front early on. Um, supply chain has gotten better for us, but there was some stuff in the beginning that we were like, wow, we're going to have to upfront a lot of inventory. Right. Um, just, just to, to get, get stores. Of some yeah. of the, yeah, exactly. So fundraising is, it's constant. Um, it's something that I spend, I think a little bit more time doing than I thought I would. Um, it's a big part of the job. And I think that any like founder or CEO, particularly the startup might be surprised to find out how much of your time right. is spent, spent on you that. know, watching, <laughs> watching your bottom line, your capital and checking your balance in your bank account. But, um, I think we've gotten a handle on it over time. And I think at the same time, we're going to have to keep doing it because we're going to have to keep growing, keep growing. Right. Um, so what's, what, what did you, was there a point when you knew it's working it's still early days? I mean, like, right. I mean, but you get product in market. How do you know it's being consumed and people are loving it? Are you getting, you know, what's the the signal that you go, yeah, this is working. We got something here versus like, cool that you got the stars, cool that you got the product. It looks great, great labeling and packaging, but you want people to be buying it, right? Yeah, I think there's a few things. I mean, first of all, our product is good. Like it tastes really good. And good. we know that because <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we know that because number one, we applied to like every single like industry award, anything we could apply to, to to get some of the experts to taste it. And we have won every single award that we've ever applied for, for every wow. single SKU, like gold, Amazing. double gold, everything. So number one, we started to get validation from the industry and nothing is more important than the respect of your peers. Like I love that my mom loves the product, but like I kind of <laughs> has to, she's my mom, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> so like, I think that helps. Um, number two is, you know, when you're meeting with buyers and retailers and you're sending this to people who's, you know, their day job is to taste alcohol, like probably 20 different brands cross their desk on a given day. And when they're the ones calling you back and saying, let's do a second meeting, sure, they really don't care how many celebrities you have if your product doesn't taste good. Totally um, so agree. nothing is going to work without a good, and that goes for any industry you're in. You know, for me, it's the taste, but like if you're building a shoe, if your shoe falls apart, no one's going to call you back. So, so that was totally. really important. And we started to get that early validation. We opened up a lot of doors pretty quickly. Um, and you know, now the task is really just to, to keep driving the awareness, to keep the consumer, you know, trying the product. We're still very new. So we've only been around for six months. So right. if you haven't I mean, tried about early days. go try them. <laughs> I mean, exactly. we have people on here that, you know, it's like a year or two and you're up and running and like great product, all of the marketing behind it. Whoosh. So cool. Um, and distributor. Okay. So, and when you think about what's next, is it additional you call them collections or your collection of products. Is it additional products or is it just get this out in the market, get it selling? What does that look like in the next six to 12 months? Yeah, it's a good question. So so we launched with our four original SKUs, which is the Cosmopolitan, the Old Fashioned, the Margarita, and the Hard Scotto. And the intention is very, very much to build a beverage brand. So we, you know, we know that this can be 10, 20, 30. Like this, the sky really is the limit. We wanted to build a brand and not just drinks. So that's why we're so focused on the that that equity of like class cocktails, sophistication, like really focused on taste. Now that said, our strategy will definitely be to continue to introduce additional innovations. So this year we're launching two more, um, but we're going to do so with a bit of like restraint and constraint, right? It's like, we're not going to just keep adding names to add names. This is about the right partner with the right cocktail at the right time. Um, and you're also going to see a mix of like what we're calling house drinks. So there's going to be some Thomas Ashbourne drinks, some new celebrity Got partners, 
um, some brand extensions, hint, hint, that are coming soon. Um, you know, we, we launched very purposefully with classic cocktails, but we know that there's a lot more we can do. Okay. And I mean, I know I may be the only one listening that's going to ask this question. And so if I'm the only one, everyone can think that I'm not smart. I don't know. But what is hard Scotto? I'm sorry. I just don't know. I mean, like, I love... Anyway. Well, you don't know because you shouldn't. It's a totally new thing. We I'm made like, it up. What? <laughs> Maybe it's just no, me. It's a good question. <laughs> so actually, um, do you know the rapper Playboy Cardi? He's yes. one of our partners. Yeah, you do. Okay, so I think he's from Atlanta also, by the way. Yeah, we have a lot of Atlanta connections going on now. Yeah, I'm looking at the bottle. Exactly, exactly. But anyway, so Cardi, he's a very unique, like, person and he wanted something different like you know for sarah the cosmo made perfect sense because it's the iconic drink that she put on the map but you know he's a little bit more of a creator so we wanted to create something from scratch um so this isn't a drink that you can go into a bar and order although maybe now you can Um, maybe we'll put it on the map yeah but essentially it's um it's it's reminiscent of like a moscato grape so it has that sweetness and if you tend to like wines or have a sweeter palate, it's a good drink for you. It's also our only cocktail that's carbonated, but it's essentially vodka with that like Moscato grape flavor, some elderflower and some some kind of fragrant notes. Um, it's light, it's crisp, it's very refreshing. And again, if you are if you're a wine drinker or you have a slightly sweeter palate, you're gonna really like it. For me, I love it because I'm a vodka and wine drinker. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. my two favorite totally. drinks are the Cosmo and the Hard Scotto. If you're more of like a brown you know, a brown drink person, you're probably an old fashioned guy Got or it. tequila drinker, obviously a margarita. Yeah. So hard Scotto. I'll get it, you some samples. If this is your pitch. You got it. They're coming your way. A hard. Okay. Hard Scotto, a hard spirit reminiscent of musk, muscat blanc, muscat blanc. I know. I'm, I mean, I, I should know grapes with aromas of peach, apricot and elderflower. I mean, what I love is the purple color on the um, packaging. It looks really cool. Um, so anyway, that's so funny. We all yes. learned something today. Like that's, you have to you check know. out Playboy's spot. Look on. I'll show you the YouTube link. So Playboy Cardi, his spot. <laughs> um, he looks great in purple. It's cool. I love it. Um, that's why I love doing this show. <laughs> I learned something every day. I was like, I'm, I might be the only one. So everyone can laugh at me. But now everyone else is not laughing they're like okay cool i learned something okay looking ahead okay so i always love to share uh some of the biggest lessons learned from launching a brand uh with our audience you got a lot of entrepreneurs that listen what would be two or three things you'd share i mean you guys are whoop, growing quickly and you're rocking it out but what would be two or three pieces of advice you'd offer to other um listeners um it's really hard <laughs> it's really fun and exhilarating but like if you're listening to this you probably already know that it's really hard like Corporate life is super intense. And I worked for a long time at like a very quite intense like corporate job. And that's one kind of hard. But entrepreneurship is a whole other kind of hard. Um, there's no end in sight. And I think, you know, particularly navigating a very complex economy, economic climate and climate and supply chain climate has been a real challenge. So I think entrepreneurship is hard in any given day, but in the world that we're in today. You really have to be prepared for anything. Um, some of the shipping timelines in the beginning of our launch period blew our mind. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I took my shipping estimate and I basically just blew it up in six months. And that's calmed down. But now we're seeing other things pop up. So you really just have to be constantly on your toes. And like, you know, I listen to the news with a whole other lens now because it really impacts everything totally, you do to, totally. to operate your business, particularly if you're importing, exporting tariffs, 
um, you know, other countries. We, we were evaluating at one point bringing cans from Mexico and there was so much instability that we chose not to. And I later heard a friend of mine who had brought cans from Mexico, had like issues with the cartel, <laughs> like crazy stuff. But anyway, um, it's really hard. You got to stay on your toes, watch the news and um, be prepared for anything. <laughs> I love it. That's great advice. Um, excited for you guys. Uh, we're definitely going to meet up in New York. I, I mentioned earlier, we're going to be putting together an event or two this year for some of the former guests on um, the Contender Cast. Can't wait to see you there. And we're going to have people bring product too. It's going to be really, really cool. Um, not only get to meet other founders, but get to sample. Um, but before we go, share with our audience where they can find you, uh, check out your product, learn where your product is sold, yeah. You know all of that. Yeah, so we're live in over 15 states now, although we have distribution in 48. We're officially launched in over 15, but on www.thomasashborn.com, so just our website, Thomas Ashbourne, Google it, you'll find us. There's a store locator. Um, the best bet is to go find them, but we're in all the Total Wines, Albertsons, Vons, Pavilion, BevMo, GoPuff, um, and then- <laughs> Only the smallest retailers. Peak, we're actually, we're launching in um, in Kroger this spring, so we'll be in Kroger oh. doors nationally, but- Check us out online to find the store nearest you. You can also order online, which is really great. I'm a big like online shopper, so I love that. And then follow us on social at Thomas Ashbourne on Instagram. Love that. Okay, I have to ask one more question. Everyone's like, Justin, you got to ask it. I'm going to ask it. So I, or before when you said, you know, we were, we just decided to go out bar hopping with Sarah Jessica Parker, like, or we were going, you know, try to play what like what is that like i mean is that just like you're just walking around and people don't recognize her or is it weird or is it fun or what is that like it's really fun so i think sarah jessica when we went out it was right at the tail end of covid so it was a little bit of a tougher like, <laughs> it was still quiet <laughs> bar hop but um our new partner who we're announcing in a few months, I wish I could share his name, but I can't. He's, he's okay. also really, really big. You got to come back on and, and share it with us. Come on. Recently. Gary, you can come back in a couple months, all right? <laughs> soon. I'll call you soon, Justin. <laughs> I'm in. Um, but we're announcing him very soon. And um, so we went out well after COVID. And, you know, he's a very recognizable name. And, and we really just went all over the city, New York City. And the cool thing about New Yorkers is no one really bothers you. Like, you know, they're, they're, they they want to, like, seem cool so like they'll kind of look I'm cool twice, I'm sitting next nobody, to yeah <laughs> yeah sitting next to so xyz funny. or sjp yeah. or you know right. vanessa hudgens oh. um so people are pretty cool about it and you know especially i think bartenders they take a lot of pride in their craft which we love we really respect the bartender um because we we model our drink after them and and we emulate their incredible work so they, I think, were particularly pleased to be serving like the best version of their cocktail. So that was that's really cool. nice to see. That's really cool. Yeah. I had to ask. That's so great. Okay, Kara, so great to have that's you on. Question. Yeah. I mean, you know, people are probably like, why didn't you ask that, Justin? You know, I later, like, when I don't ask, that would be weird. It's like, it's like saying I was on Shark Tank and then, like, I don't explore that. You know, that's weird. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, it's so great having you on. You got to come back on, like I said, down the road. We definitely will meet up and excited for you and your brand. Man, you guys are off and running and uh, really look forward to staying in touch. And, and like I said, we'll have you back on. Perfect. Thanks so much. I'd love to be back, meet you in person. And I'm um, just really happy to be here. And I hope you have a cocktail soon. Careful. I'm ready. The hard Scotto. I got to try the hard Scotto. It's, it's, it's really good. I'm sending you everything. I promise. <laughs> Thanks. The Contender Cast is powered by Contender Brands and is the top global consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast. You can find additional Contender Cast episodes on worldwide podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartMedia, YouTube, 
and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the ContenderCast, connect with us at ContenderCast.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender. <laughs>